the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey there, it is Faith Talk Live. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. One of our favorites right there. You are seeing him, uh, if you're watching YouTube Live and Facebook Live, it is Pastor Josh Weidman. He's pastor, author, and speaker. Josh, how are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me back on, guys. I love being on with you. We love having Josh on, and uh, I have we had Josh as a special guest on our podcast. You know, we've started these podcasts, and Josh, you know, we did that like a couple of months ago, or yeah, or, or some time ago, and, and we finally gotten around to they finally gotten around to saying, "Hey, Dan, all right, so here's how you're going to do your podcast. So eventually, you're going to be on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's already in the can. I'm all yeah, it's that. already in the That's can. Great. So you're good to go. We'll That's have great. to uh, promote it when we figure out uh, when it's actually gonna gonna air. You know, it'd be cool. In fact, I have a question for Josh. I yeah. mean, uh, and this is uh, a relational relationship question. So let's see if he can help me out here. <laughs> we should do every week or every other week. Ask Josh Weidman. Ask <laughs> Josh Weidman. Something, you know, something like that. We can ask him these questions that we know that he can answer. Yes, because he's all knowing. He I is don't a know guru. about that, man. I do know. You guys give me way too much credit. The whole reason I like being on your show is I feel so much better after I'm here. Poor Josh. Now we'll never get him back on the show. Now we're fresh. Uh, Josh That's is great. a senior pastor of Grace Chapel uh, in uh, in Colorado. What is it, Inglewood? Inglewood yep, Inglewood, Colorado. 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 Just so. Southside of Denver. You can check out his podcasts, and uh, they have a couple of services there at the church. Some great stuff, some great books, too. We've talked many times about uh, the end of anxiety. All right, before we get down to business, this is what happened this morning. So you're going to have to help me. Okay, let's do it. You and your wife have been married how long now? Almost 13 years next month. 13 years. All right. Dan, I think, has been married, what, 20? It'll be uh, 29 years this year. That's amazing. For me, it'll be 40 in November. Okay. Okay. Well, I say 40. My wife, Donna, says it's 39. So somebody was unhappy there. <laughs> For a year. There was a year there. She just wasn't sure. I don't know what happened. So he walks every Wednesday with uh, the, the lead pastor's wife. They go walking and for exercise and, and they great. talk. Yeah. It is great. And he and his wife, I think, have been married somewhere around 15 years, something like that. Okay. Well, my wife, Donna, came home this morning and said, uh, we went walking today and Jessica, who is the pastor's wife, uh, she was so happy because Brian, her husband, who is the lead pastor of of our church that we're on staff with, he said, you know what, Jessica? He says, I not only love you, I like you. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs) And I was like, "Uh, okay, but apparently... There, that is, I mean, you, we're to love our wives, but now that he he's kind of raised the bar, yeah, to like, and we have then, to like them too. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, I thought that was a given. I thought that was part of the package, you know. So I'm going, I'm scratching my head. Okay, now you would think that I would know timing, right? Yeah. So I thought, well, this is probably not a good time for me to say, 
Well, Donna, I like you too. <laughs> but yeah. you did, didn't you? you I did. didn't. I didn't. So <laughs> okay, I, was, I don't know. Great. She was waiting for you to say it and you never did. <laughs> well, that's the other thing. I mean, it's like, so if I say it, it's like, well, I mean, you're yeah. saying that because I'm telling the story. But if yeah. I don't say it, yeah. so Josh, you're a pastor, you're amazing, yeah. you're an author. No <laughs> doubt you have this answer for me. When should I say, Donna, I like you? I like you. Every single day. Right? <laughs> Every single day. <laughs> you should not stop saying that. Too late, Rick. <laughs> 40 years in, you better start now, buddy. Yeah. You, got a, you got a lot of making up. Today. That's why you lost a year somewhere. <laughs> that was the... That was uh, apparently the unlikable year. Right. Yeah. It's will she say it back to you? That's going to be yeah. the interesting part. You know? I feel strongly about you too, honey. Yes. When we have you back on next month, I'll let you know what she That's says. That's great. I would love okay. that. That's and, great. Uh, I'll let you know if I need a couch to sleep on. Or, yeah, no, or, no, or no like doubt. that. No doubt. I mean, you being pastor for as long as you have, you, yeah. you encounter all kinds of relationship you know, issues, Dan, uh, a professional counselor. Yeah. I've been a pastor since, since 89. So yeah. relationships on, and, and bl listen, blended relationships, my gracious, that to me, that is one of the hardest to speak to yeah. because you've got history of another relationship and sometimes, uh, children from another relationship and you bring all that together and it just, it's it it there it's a little clunky sometimes what have you seen and and how have you helped folks well so i'm also a biblical counselor trained and certified uh, by the association of certified biblical counselors most of my counseling is related to marriage and one of the things that i do to help people is let them know uh, the importance of of not only liking, I think that's a great way to go with it, but but also that you know your spouse. And so one of the things I'll say to my wife often is I'll say, I love you and I know you. And and she'll even say it back to me. And it actually started with our five-year-old, our little five-year-old. One day I was leaving for work and she said, Daddy, I love you and I know you. And I'll never forget when she said it because I, I was like, wait, that just riveted me. You you love me even though you know me, right? Even though you know the worst parts of me, you know me and uh, you you still love me. Wow. And so my wife and I have spent a lot of time, uh, even, even in the last couple of days, I could tell you stories, but maybe for the sake of time, I'll spare you those details. But just basically sitting down and saying, I, listen, I feel like I don't know what's going on in your mind. Mm -hmm. I don't know what's going on in your heart. And so let's make sure that I get the chance to know you. And even to be known by you. So when I'm counseling couples, I'm often talking to them about how 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 are you really taking time to know your spouse mm -hmm. and to get to know them and uphold the commitment that you made in marriage to love them regardless of what you know about them. Now, I was asking my wife on just this last Saturday, it was finally a beautiful day in Colorado. We've had freezing cold temperatures, but we were in the garage. We're cleaning out the garage. And I said to her, if I could pick up my phone right now, babe, and call God and ask him, what are the three things he's most pleased about with your life? What would he tell me? Wow. To which, to which she was quickly like, "What is this? A counseling session?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah <right? laughs> 
And I said, no, babe, I really want to know, like, where do you feel really pleased with the Lord or the Lord would be pleased with you? And um, so then she turned it on me. She's like, well, you go first, you know? And so, I <laughs> so I did. And then we asked the opposite question. You know, if there were three things where the Lord would really want growth in your life, where, what would those things be? And she, of course, said, well, you go first, right? And so, <laughs> so, so Let I me see how far you're willing to go before I go. <laughs> exactly. exactly. But those are the types of questions that aren't just how was your day? What are you thinking? What are you feeling? What's on your schedule tomorrow? We do all of that. That's, that's just part of living in marriage and life. But when do we really take the time to just slow down? And it can be while doing a project like in the garage or fixing dinner together in the kitchen, but just to ask the more meaningful questions. Mm. And I think one of the greatest things we can do for our marriage to help us like our spouse <laughs> is to make sure that we know our spouse yeah. and that then we affirm back, listen, I, I, I love you, even though I know the worst parts of you, even though I know your hall of shame, I'm all in on you. I'm with you for life and nothing will make me pack away for that. So I think that, that knowing and, and and expressing knowledge of the person we're married to is one of the keys for marriage. So good. And I think yeah. that's so important with the kids as well. Cause so often yeah. we get to with the kids to, we're like, okay, what do you got on schedule tomorrow? You got soccer practice. Don't forget this. And yeah. we're not asking them those questions. I mean, a question like that, like, yeah. like you asked yeah. your wife might kind of blow their mind and, and blow them away, <laughs> right, but, right. but, but really asking more intentional questions and, yeah. and getting to know them. Yeah. I'll even ask my son, he's 11, but we'll, we were just driving in the car not too long ago. I said, Hey buddy, where do you think I'm, I'm kicking it out of the park as a dad and what could I do better as a dad? Wow. And even to have him give that feedback to, for him to feel like it was safe to be able to say that, yeah. you know, Hey dad, here's some things. And then he did, he said, there's a couple of areas where I feel like when you say you want to help me, like with school or sports, you don't actually really help me. You just kind of, um, you brush it off and that was good feedback. Okay, buddy, I'll zoom in a little bit more. I'll be more more intentional, make sure I set the cell phone down, things like that. So wow. it's just feedback that makes him feel so valued. Right. Mm -hmm. And then for him to say, but these are the things I love about you, dad. And then I could go, man, okay, let's do more of that. Right. I want to have yeah. more of that. So it is for our kids or for our, our marriage. I think just making sure we hear each other out and know what's important to the other person. Therefore we can love them better than we love ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Love this. Pastor Josh Weidman, we're, we're actually uh, just kind of off the cuff asking him a, a few things. We're talking about relationships. You can listen to his podcast. He's got the uh, Gospel Daily podcast on his website, plus uh, author of many books. The latest one is uh, The End of Anxiety, which we've talked about many times. All right. I want to ask you this question. I love the, uh, those questions that you asked your wife. I mean, yeah. I don't know, Dan, I've never thought I, asking I, questions <laughs> like that. I thought, I don't, I, you know, don't tell me if you got this from a book, but this is genius. I yeah. I mean, my gracious. I mean, yeah. way to go. Now, my, my question would be, once you hear the feedback from your wife, I don't want to know the feedback from your wife, but sure. the, the answers to those three questions. Yeah. Do you try to help move that vehicle forward to fix those areas that yeah. may be lacking or what do or you, are you just listening? <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's a great question. Or is it a little bit of both? What do you do? That's a great, great question. So something I've learned in life is uh, counsel that is not asked for is often rejected. So mm. if I give advice or counsel that isn't asked for, it will almost always be rejected with my wife, with somebody in the church, with my kids, whatever. So, but guys, I mean, you guys know this, we're so quick to jump in and say, yeah, well, here's three things I think you could do by next Wednesday, right? right. And yeah. we give really specific things that should be done. One question that I've learned to ask Rick in, in, in response 
response to especially heavy things that have been shared is I will say, what would you like me to do with this information? And if that person comes back, let's use my wife as an example in the garage on Saturday, she says something, yeah, these are the areas I think the Lord really wants me to grow in. I can say to her before giving any advice, babe, thanks so much for sharing. What would you like me to do with that information? If she says, well, will you really help hold me on account for this thing or that thing or whatever, then I can speak into that. She might say, man, I'd really love some advice. I'm struggling with this. And what do you think about it? I do the same thing on a Sunday morning. So after I preach, there's often people that want to talk and they come up to me, they'll share things with me after my message. And I will say the same type of line. I try not to let it feel scripted, but I'll say something, man, I'm so sorry to hear about that grief you're experiencing or that sin struggle what do you want me to do with this information? How could I best serve you with what you just told mm. me? Mm. And, and then, then usually they will say, I want your advice. Or sometimes they'll say, I actually don't want you to do anything. I just feel better that I just told you that. Right. right and it's like, right. okay. And I'll be praying for you. And thanks so much for sharing it. So I think asking that follow-up question before quickly inserting advice, be it our kids or marriage or friends, I think just saying, what do you want me to do with this? How can I best serve you with what you just shared with me? Mm. That that's a good word, and and I want you to repeat it because I, I want to remember it. Um, yeah, uh, uh, advice that's not asked for. Yeah, is often rejected. Is often rejected. Yeah, okay. advice that is not asked for is often rejected. rejected. So I like yeah. that. Yeah, it's a good good thing that's to remember exactly. because as guys, we're so often to uh, you know quickly offer yeah. that advice and say, oh, here, just take some aspirin, you'll be fine. You know, <laughs> totally. You know? Yeah. They just they just want somebody to sympathize yeah. with them that they yeah. have a headache. You know, yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah, I love too. Uh, and, okay, what do you want me to do? Not yeah. just with the spouse, but also your parishioners, those that yeah. are part of the church. What do you want me to do with this? I'm willing to do the do whatever to help yeah. serve you. And you put it in a just such a positive light. Yeah, it's like, and you're right. Some, in fact, you know, I mean, you know, this you're a professional, but sometimes when people talk about their problems, they actually uh, speak out their answers. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so it's like they really, um, a lot of the time, have the answer. It's in there, yeah. it comes out, and they just need to be heard. Right. Yeah, they might. That's where they might say, man, it just feels good that I said this to you. Yeah. And I didn't realize till I said it that this is what I need to do. And thanks so much for listening. Right. And that's the end of conversation. <laughs> Glad I can help. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I've, we've made an executive decision that every day is asked Josh. <laughs> every so, day. Wow. Okay, we have a show. We'll have Josh on, and he will, first of all, take care of and fix Dan and I. (laughs) That's going to take the whole show right there. That's not true. No. (laughs) Josh Weidman, we love him. Pastor Josh is uh, Pastor Grace Chapel in uh, uh, Inglewood, uh, Colorado. So uh, what do you want to talk about? The book? How's the book? Uh, I mean, it's been out for a while. What yeah. you, what's next? What, well, what the book doing? is doing great, but I also came out with this book called Raising Screen Time Kids. Oh, there you I, go. I had the chance to talk with Dan and his son a little bit about this, but it's officially out. All right. And capture it. It's called Raising Screen Time Kids, Biblical Principles for Parenting in a Device-Saturated World. It's a small book on purpose because I figured that most uh, parents are probably even reading this on a device. We have it available in a Kindle version, but it's only about... I think 10 or 15,000 words. So it's about a fourth of the size of a normal book, but it gives a whole bunch of practical principles on how to help your kids manage screen time. Mm -hmm. And my wife, I told her again, the studio that I'm recording with you in is at our home. I told her I was coming down. We're probably going to talk about the book. And she's like, make sure to tell them that all of your kids are upstairs on screens right now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We have some kids from school today that are sick. So true confession, you know, I got kids on screen. 
screens. This is not an anti-screen book. I mean, yeah. I'm not saying, hey, devices are bad. Right. In fact, some of the devices that they're on, we rent from the library that kind of have an educational th- a value to them. So I'm not saying devices are bad and screens are bad. But in this book, I give all sorts of practical advice to help people know how to manage screen time with their kids. My question on the back cover is the question I try to answer. Does God care how much our kids spend, how much time our kids spend on screens? So I set out to answer that and and hopefully have done that within the pages. It was really a research project for me and my family first, uh, but I hope it's good help for whoever grabs that. So you can find that at raisingscreentimekids.org, or you can go to my website. There's a link for it there as well. And we have other tips and tricks and all sorts of things there. Man, and so important too, because I mean, kids these days are born with those screens in their hands and it becomes such a habit. It's hard for them to change anything. That's, that's all yeah. they know. And, and when you try to change some things, you know, it, it can be hard, but so important to, to yeah. do that. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. My little, my little two, a three-year-old, he can manage my phone just fine. He can get through any yeah. passcode. He shows you phone. how to use it. Look, he, does, he does. Yeah. <laughs> so they're natives to that, you know, yeah. and they're growing up with it. That's all they know. But how do we manage that in a way that's still right for their little brains, but also for their souls? Yeah, definitely. Josh Weidman, uh, we're talking about uh, his latest book. Hold that up again, Josh. If yeah, you for sure. A brand new book. It is out. You can get it. As he mentioned, you can read it on your device. And it's not <laughs> a, a, an anti-screen uh, book. And it's a good book. Raising, yeah. I'm sorry. Can we raising, do yep, raising screen time kids. Yeah, there you go. Yep. Uh, uh, Dan, when you sat down with Josh, I, I, I'm assuming was your Joshua there as well? Yeah, when you yeah did it was Josh and Josh and Dan. What did, uh, what did Josh, Josh, Josh and Dan? Yeah. Yep. Sounds like a cartoon on the Cartoon Network. Yeah, yeah I like that. <laughs> yeah, what do you think Joshua got out of his, his, uh, his interview with Josh? And, and what did you get out? He Joshua loved uh, talking with Josh. I mean, obviously, because, you know, they're, they're both named Josh and they have like this brotherhood already. <laughs> yep. uh, but but just hearing uh, the, the wisdom that Josh has about uh, about screen time, because it's one of the things we talked about was screen time for kids and then also anxiety, yeah. which, you know, Joshua is saturated with screen. He's always on his device, you know, texting with friends or Snapchatting with friends or doing yeah. whatever with with friends. Um, and so it was good for him to hear, you know, kind of what, what Josh had to say, but then also, uh, just anxiety, which is something that Joshua has dealt with yeah. as well. And we think, you know, with, with his book, the end of anxiety, we usually think of adults dealing with anxiety, but younger and younger kids are dealing with it's it true. nowadays. I'm it's seeing true. a 10 year old boy who's dealing with anxiety and you're like, you're 10 years old. What do you have to be anxious about? But, right. but they are, and it's just such great stuff. And Josh speaks so well into it. Yeah. And I, when I was writing this screen time book, I didn't mean for it to be really a sequel, if you will, to the anxiety book. But the more research I did on screens, especially as Dan's pointing out for younger people, the more I realized screens are the cause of such great anxiety mm-hmm. in the the next generation. So in some ways, it's a sequel to uh, the anxiety book of, hey, this is how we help our young people deal with anxiety by helping them deal with their screens. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Pastor Josh uh, Weidman uh, here, pastor, author, and speaker. And, uh, don't forget to check out all of his books there. I think Dan has his website, mm-hmm. Josh Weidman. Uh, Two ends, Josh Weidman. Yep. Two ends. Yep. Uh, also, uh, we got a couple of minutes. So uh, what's next? I know you just put this book out, and I'm sure you're focused on that. What else? 
Do you, have you know, the only reason I keep writing is so I can keep coming on your show. So <laughs> yeah. <I'm> not... <laughs> well, keep on writing then. <laughs> if I stop writing, I won't be with Rick, Rick and Dan. I got to keep writing. No, I'm actually in the process of a book right now. Hopefully it will be done this, this month. It's how to do virtual biblical counseling. It's another short book, but helping people that do a lot through screens mm. and how do they counsel or mentor or disciple through a screen. So that's going to be coming out this fall, but I'm going to finish the manuscript this month. And then I have a, my my book that I feel like is a life work comes out in October. It's called When God Goes Silent, and it's a mm. book I've been working on for a very long time. But journeys through the periods of our life where God is silent, and I've had that on countless occasions. Obviously, tied even somewhat to my anxiety, but I I want to help people realize that God does seemingly go silent. My, my premise in the book ends up being that God is always present, even though if, if, if it feels like he's on mute, he's still mm. present. But I'm, I'm excited to dive into that. I'm in the first part of that, and hopefully that will release the first weekend of October. Okay. I want to copy that as soon as it comes out because my <laughs> wife and I were just having this discussion the other day. And one of the things she said was, I don't think God's hearing my prayers. And right. that's yeah. exactly what she's dealing with. So, yeah. 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 And it's a true thing. I mean, you think the psalmists get to it many times. Psalm 88. I mean, it, Psalm 88 ends with darkness. You're closer to me than God is. Right. Mm, and yeah. I think that's a pretty hopeless ending to yeah. a psalm. Yeah. But I think there are pr- there are many passages like that where, uh, they echo our feelings, kind of what you're vulnerable to share, Dan, that your wife feels like, God, are you even here? Darkness yeah. feels closer to me than you are. But that there's hope in the midst of that. God's doing something in the midst of that. And we can trust that his work will still be accomplished. So I'm excited for it. You can pray for me in the writing of that. It's a it's a heavy book, emotionally mm-hmm. speaking. Mm-hmm. And I'm doing uh, I'm incorporating stories of people that have felt like God went silent Um and and so even that has an element of heaviness with it. But yeah. excited to have that out this fall. Awesome. We, Can't wait yeah. for it. We definitely got to get that book, Josh. Yeah. Thank you so much for, for what you do. You seem to touch on those things that, I mean, they're right there. I mean, yeah. even the virtual counseling thing, I thought, Hmm. Oh, that's wow. awesome yes i want that yeah this yeah, guy man. is a genius he should have his own show oh, <laughs> he should have his own studio with, uh, with you know, fancy sound stuff on it that's funny hey we want to be sensitive to your 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 time and your schedule we know you are the, you're the master yeah. juggler with what you do but we'd love to have you on next month okay great let's do it we 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 get a lot out of what you say and we believe that our viewers and listeners do as well as as, as well as those that are under your in your congregation and those that read your books etc thank you so uh let's do that and just catch up with you josh weidman.com that's two n's and weidman is spelled w-e-i-d-m-a-n-n dot com check it out let's take a break we'll be right back i'm rick probes and i'm dan ratcliffe this is faith talk live three-star general michael j flynn head of the pentagon intelligence agency knew all the government's dirty secrets he was one of the most respected generals in the military flynn knew what the intel world had been up to he understood its funding he ordered the first audit of the use of contractors this set off alarm bells The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.